Good morning. It is a beautiful Wednesday, and it is a beautiful day to be in God's Word together. My name is Tim Harris. I'm pastor at Woodburn Baptist Church at 10 o'clock. Uh, this is Tim with Tim. Each day, Monday through Friday, I just take about 10 minutes with you, and we go verse by verse through the Word of God. I'm not a smart guy. I'm not a scholar. I'm a pastor. Uh, I love the Word of God, and I just love to study, and so uh, I love the fact that you and I can walk through this together. I like doing it with you. Uh, so we are in the book of Job right now. We're almost done, actually. We will wrap up Job um, next Tuesday. Gosh, that's the Tuesday before Thanksgiving. Isn't that crazy? Is next week really Thanksgiving? Uh, so anyway, we'll wrap up Job on Tuesday. We'll take the rest of Thanksgiving week off and come back on Monday and start something new. Uh, so anyway, forget about, you don't have to think about that now. We'll walk through it when we get there. But anyway, we're wrapping up the book of Job, and we are right now today looking at the second and third speeches of Elihu. Isn't he something? <laughs> Isn't he just a gift? Uh, Elihu's second speech is found in uh, Job chapter 34. Uh, Elihu's second speech, as I look at it, is sort of divided in, in three sections. Uh, starting in verse 2 to about verse 15, um, it's Job's, uh, Elihu's address to who he calls the wise men. So he's probably talking about all the, you know, the, the three friends, because again, Elihu thinks he's divinely inspired. He thinks he's smarter than everybody. And so when he says, listen to me, you wise men, you know, I, I, I don't know. I think he thinks he's the only one that's wise, but there you go. He starts by addressing the wise men. Verses 16 to 33 uh, in, in chapter 34, Elihu addresses Job directly. Now, one of the interesting things, and double check me if I'm wrong, but I believe Elihu is the only one who calls Job by name. I mean, he, he says, Job, you know, uh, you're arrogant, <laughs> Job. Uh, you know you said this, but I mean he 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 calls Job by name, sort of regularly. Uh, again, I don't think the others ever did that, and that's just one of those little things that stands out to me. But he addresses Job directly in the middle section, verses 16 to 33. And then Elihu, I, I think there's sort of a pattern. He ends each speech by sort of talking to himself, and so verses 34 to 37 are, are sort of like. You know, well, somebody's going to tell me. I mean, he sort of talks to himself at, at the end of that. As I said yesterday, Elihu, his pattern is not really like the others where they would imagine the terrible things Job must have done in detail. Like they'd write whole stories that Job never did uh, and say, probably you did that, you know, and Job's like, well, I actually didn't. And they go, you liar. I mean, <laughs> I mean those guys were the worst. Elihu is the worst in a different way. Uh, he really doesn't uh, accuse Job of any kind of, I mean, he doesn't make up any stories or accuse Job of sins he never committed. Elihu just goes back through everything Job has said since he started suffering and uses his words against him. He takes everything Job has said and then, and then he, and some things Job never said, you know, or things he said, but he didn't mean it that way. I mean, Elihu, it's like the guy who gets hauled into court for something he never did, and then he's not guilty, but then he's like, a, in the end, he gets prosecuted for perjury or whatever. You know, it's like, well, if you hadn't dragged me into court, <laughs> I wouldn't have done anything, you know? And, and I think that's where Job would be here. I said all these things, but you know, all 10 kids of mine died on the same day, and, and I got, you know, bleeding, you know, 
infected scabs all over my body, you know, so maybe I said something, you know. Um, Joe can't catch a break, and Elihu's not here to give him one either, but, but, but at any rate, he quotes Job. His first quotation in this speech is in verse 3. The ear tests the words it hears, just as the mouth distinguishes between foods. Job did say that. Job did say that. So there you go. The ear tests the words it hears. So that's a lie you sort of heads up of, yeah, I've been listening to all the words you say, and I'm putting them to the test. Now, basically, uh, to speak you know, from Elihu's perspective, he thinks that Job has false theology. He thinks that Job has spoken wrongly of God and Elihu is determined to correct all of Job's false theology, all the false things that Job has said since the book of Job started, you know? And so that's what he means by the ear test the words. He's quoting Job. I mean, he's going to keep putting Job's words, you know, back in Job's face. Um, but he's not real good at quoting Job. Like verse 9, for example, you know, Job even said, why waste time trying to please God? Well, uh, yeah, actually Job did kind of say that, but but if, if I'm correct, when Job said that, Job was actually like quoting the wicked. Like he was taking the perspective of somebody who was wicked who might say this. So it's like, you know, I might say, you know, I hate, you know, you know, you know, the, the meanest person in the world says they hate puppies, you know, or says I hate puppies. And then somebody say, well, Pastor Tim says he hates puppies. Well, no, I didn't say I hate puppies. I said that, you know, mean people, you, you know what I'm saying? So Job wasn't saying this, you know, why waste time trying? He wasn't saying that. For himself, he was quoting the wicked, but now Elihu comes back and says, well, I heard these words come right out of Job's mouth. You know, well, not exactly. And, and, and that's kind of the, the, the frustration here because uh, Elihu takes Job's words and, and sometimes it's like, yeah, yeah, but no, that's not really what Job said at all. Um, but anyway, Elihu in his mind is defending God against Job's terrible theology and false accusations against the Lord. Now, in that sense, Elihu is a pretty terrible comforter for a man who is suffering, but I often like a lot of what Elihu says, to be honest. I mean, his, his theology is pretty sound. It's just his, I guess I would say Elihu is, is is, is pretty much right about God, but wrong about Job. Does that make sense? And he's talking to Job, that's the problem. So his theology is good, but his um, pastoral care is terrible. How, how's that? Um, one of my, I mean, the Almighty can do no wrong. I mean, agree, we all agree on that, and Job would agree with that. Um, again, Job's never said half of what Elihu accuses him of, of saying, or that's not what he meant. Uh, but I love verse 14. It's one of my favorite verses in Scripture, to be honest. Elihu says, if God were to take back his breath, if God were to take back his spirit, the word is ruach, uh, if God were to take back his breath and withdraw you know, his spirit, all life would cease and humanity would turn again to dust. I love that. You know, God you know, created Adam and breathed breath, breathed, you know, breathed life, and he became a living soul. You know? So we are all animated by this you know, in, in breathing of God. But if God were to withdraw his breath, withdraw his spirit from us, you know, it's like you ever blown up a balloon and, and then you let go and it's like, and that's exactly what Elihu was saying here, that if God were to withdraw his spirit, his life, his breath from you, you would just, you know, you'd collapse. You know, there would be no more you. 
Uh, and I love that. I really do. Uh, again, Elihu is often very, very right about God, just very, very wrong about Job. He says things like in verse 29, if God chooses to remain quiet, you still can't criticize him. And he's right. <laughs> I mean, he's right there. Uh, but he, again, he's throwing that back at Job. You know, Job, you keep complaining because God won't answer you, but who do you think you are? You're not entitled to anything from God. And he's right. You know, Elihu was right about God, you know. Uh, but again, it's just the way in which he is so... Um, uh, ungraceful when it comes to Job's words and interpreting what Job has said. And uh, 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 again, I, I just find it really, if, if I were Job, I'd be pulling my hair out. Uh, Job, you deserve the maximum penalty. That's what he says at the end of, end, end of this speech in verse 34. For the wicked way you've talked. Uh, like I've said, he doesn't accuse Job of like these imaginary sins in the past. He just says, you know, actually it's just, it's the way you've talked, you know, since the beginning of all this. You speak many angry words against God. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. Um, but again, I just remind you, God's going to show up here in a couple of chapters. And he's going to say, Elihu, all the rest of you, y'all shut up. You know, Job's the only one who's, who has spoken rightly, you, you know. Um, I mean, the psalmists are full of faith, you know, in the, in the psalms. But, but at the same time, they say things sometimes that are just like, you know, God, why are you so far away? And he doesn't really believe God is far away, but it feels like God is far away. And if that's how you feel, that's how you pray, you know. But Elihu has that inability to factor in the way Job feels. He's just standing back like a theologian picking apart Job's words when it's just like, yeah, but, you know, that, that's not exactly an accurate picture of Job's faithfulness, even as he cries out in his pain. So chapter 35 is, is uh, uh, the uh, third speech. I was going to say fourth. It's, it's, it's the third speech. Um, it's very important, um, but very important. Let me back up. Let me back up because there's a uh, one verse I missed. Verse 35 in chapter 34, I'm sorry. Uh, I want you to pay attention to that verse and almost forgot to mention it, but I want you to see it. Job speaks out of ignorance. His words lack insight. It's that idea of uh, Job speaks without knowledge. I want you to underline that. And again, I almost forgot, but I don't want you to miss this. Because that's going to be very important. The first words out of God's mouth will be, who is this that, that speaks words without knowledge? And then at the end, Job's going to say, I'm so sorry, I spoke words without knowledge. So it's interesting here that Elihu is the first to say, Job speaks words without knowledge. Uh, so does Elihu, and so does everybody else, and so, so does you know, Tim with Tim, for that matter. I do too. Um, but anyway, just pay attention to that because that's kind of a loaded verse right there. Now, the last part, again, uh, uh, chapter 35 is the third speech. It's addressed completely to Job. Uh, and, and again, uh, uh, verse 2, do you think it's right for you to claim I'm righteous before God? And then you also ask what's in it for me. Again, uh, Elihu is, is, is saying what Job has said but misrepresenting it. Um, and what Job has said is he wants vindication from God. You know, if, if I'm being punished for some great sin, then I, I need God to tell me what sin that is. But then sometimes it's like, you know, well, what good is it to be good if this is what happens? So again, a lot he was... It's just picking apart Job's theology, you know, on the basis of what Job has said out of, out of, out of human emotion and human exasperation. 
but, but again, uh, Elihu, as I said, is often right about God, wrong, wrong about Job. I will answer you and all your friends to look up into the sky and see the clouds high above you. Uh, even if you sin again and again and again, how does that affect God? What effect does it have upon him? doesn't mean God doesn't care what you do. It just means there's nothing we can do that can change God's uh, you know, essential character or, or essential nature. Um, yeah, our sins affect us. You know, uh, we, we can't change God by what we do. People cry out when they're oppressed. God doesn't answer because we're arrogant, uh, Elihu says. So in this last little part, he's just saying, Job, you know, he doesn't accuse Job of being wicked. He just accuses him of being arrogant like the wicked, you know. So ultimately, that's what he's saying. Job, you're talking nonsense. You've spoken like a fool. He's saying God can't answer you because you're arrogant uh, like the wicked. Uh, so, so there you go. Uh, t- for tomorrow, chapters 36 and 37. Chapters 36 and 37. And then that's the end of Elihu. God speaks. God speaks next. And I love it. But anyway, one more little wrap up from Elihu. So listen, guys, have a great Wednesday. It's beautiful. I think it's going to be warm. So get outside, breathe some air, see some sunshine, and uh, stay in the word. I love you guys. Did I say it? I love you guys so much. Have a great day. And I'll see you in the morning, Lord willing, 10 o'clock for Tim with Tim. You guys have a great Wednesday.